A lot of big names today. Their 2023 recruiting class is still looking pretty good. We're talking about that and more on today's Locked On Utes. You are Locked On Utes, your daily podcast on the Utah Utes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone, and thank you for making Lockdown News your first listen every single day. We are available on all platforms, including YouTube. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Lockdown. Make every moment matter more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Lockdown today to get started. My name is JT Wisto, former intern inside the University of Utah Athletic Department. Would love to interact with you guys on social media. You guys can follow the channel at Lockdown Utes or on the YouTube comments. We love getting in touch with you guys, too. On today's show, we're going to talk about the 2023 recruiting class and just a special group it is because, look, there's not going to be a lot of movement for the youths. They did a lot of their work already early, so we can just focus in on what has already been the best recruiting class in Utah football history. And in order to help us do that, it's friend of the show, ESPN 700's Porter Larson. And Porter, when you're talking about this Utah football recruiting class, I think just the biggest thing that stands out is the talent, right? How many four-stars they were able to bring in, just the level of play. And for so long now, this Utah football team has been getting it done with the guys who you know those under the radar guys right like Devin Lloyd the Brant Keithies who no one comes in and expects the world to light the world on fire and that's what makes this class different and fun is these guys come in with higher ceilings than some of those other players originally came in with and I think that just raises the limit for this Utah raises what the ceiling for this Utah football team could be as you see the college football playoff expanding it makes the future really exciting well that's that's the cool part JT is we've always talked about you know Utah being this development program right and they are uh obviously you turn a bunch of two and three star recruits into nfl draft picks you you get that uh, you get that for a reason right that's there's a reason that folks look at your program in that regard we've always thought you know what what if utah gets a top 20 class what would they do with that kind of talent well we're gonna find out and we've started mm-hmm. to see that right we've seen the clark phillips we've seen the the jalen johnson's the 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 really highly touted recruits come through but to get a whole class of them, to get uh, five, six, four-star guys, that's uh, that's something that we haven't seen from this program yet. So I am excited to see uh, what Kyle and, and Co. can do. I think composite rank right now, JT's what, 21 around, around yep, 21. that mm-hmm. rank. So uh, for Utah, that's 15, 20 spots above what you're used to, used to seeing. But I will also say this is a new era of college football where the talent is accumulating towards the top of of the the ranks and while utah is jumping up those those rankings right one through 10 10 through 15 it's just getting higher and higher and farther away the gaps are getting bigger and bigger yes. uh with with how this all works so uh while yes we we are seeing the best recruiting class that that the youths have seen i think the the ceiling the very the very high end of college football is also kind of distancing itself as well so we have to gauge our expectations and our our perspectives in that way. Uh, but at the end of the day, Utah's got uh, probably the the best raw talent as far as an incoming class that they've ever had. Mm-hmm. And for a team that's returning a lot of talent, that's, that's pretty exciting. 
very exciting. And when you look at to what National Signing Day is going to be, I think a lot of fans will be like, oh, we, I, there's not a lot of news coming out. Maybe a couple preferred walk-ons. I believe, based on what I've last checked, Walker Lyons is supposed to announce where he is going. Um, you, uh, 24-7 still hasn't given really an indication on which way he's leaning. On three has him heavily projected to Georgia still. I would be surprised if you – in fact, you'll probably, you guys will probably get a locked on now for me if Lyons ends up committing to Utah. Somehow he is going to serve a mission first, though, so it will be a little bit till we see him with the team. But he would kind of be just the extra – I don't, I don't even know if I want to say cherry, but just kind of like just the extra part of this piece for Utah if they were able to land him. But either way, staying with what this class has. I mean, this class really does have everything when you talk about it. Offensive linemen who are going to make a difference. You got outside threats like Mikey Matthews, secondary guys like Smith Snowden, CJ Blocker to John Randall, Hunter Clegg. There's just a ton of guys on this team. Even a quarterback like Mac Howard, it really does feel like this class is almost everything. And I think the thing that excites me the most about this class, Porter, personally, is that talent in the offensive line. When you look at what Spencer Fano and Caleb Lomu have done at the high school level, and I just look at what a high ceiling they have. I mean, I've been able to call a couple of Fano's games this year, and you could tell, like, he's still growing into his body, too. He's got to put on a little bit more strength, a little more muscle, but his technique and everything is already impeccable. And I think he has a great chance to be kind of the next Braden Daniels for this Utah football team that starts on the inside and eventually works his way to the outside. But I could also very well see a future where it's Fano on the left side and Lomo on the right side. And those are the bookend tackles for the Utes for maybe even two seasons, because I think those guys are going to be sensational players. Yeah, GT. And that's what I like about this class, right? We're used to a lot of times seeing Utah, you know, maybe get some, some higher end recruits in a few skill positions or at cornerback specifically. Right now you're starting to see, you mentioned Mac Howard's a, a three borderline four-star quarterback, uh, Owen Shambliss, uh, a linebacker early enrollee, uh, Spencer Fano, uh, Mikey Matthews, as you mentioned, the, the wide receiver. You're getting guys from all over the, all over the field and guys that are, are ready to contribute, right? And, and that's the exciting part. Um, C.J. Blocker uh, mm-hmm. out, of, out of New Caney, Texas, uh, another uh, four-star who I, I think will be probably primed and ready to, to see the field this next year yeah. in a deep, already deep uh, d- defensive back room. But yeah, I think that's, that's where you, you should be excited because it's, it's a very complete class, right? You, you mm-hmm. aren't having a bunch of holes where, Oh, I'm worried about this position or this, this position group. Not only are you filling, filling needs that, that Utah has in this next year or two, you're getting guys that are, are going to be probably really productive, really uh, contributing pieces two, three years down the line, right? Yeah. Guys that are going to be those those building blocks um, for for programs rather than maybe the guys who are going to be here for a year or two and, and, and try and jump to the pros like a, a Jalen or Clark Phillips. Yeah, and one of the things you talked about earlier was you mentioned how just college football is changing so much in terms of those gaps and everything like that, too. Well, one of the things that's also obviously changed is just how the transfer portal works, too. And that's another encouraging thing for this Utah football team is you bring in some of the talents you talked about with the younger guys, right? These recruits that in long term, it's like, okay, they don't need to see the field right away because you got other established guys you can play, you can develop them and turn them into really help them develop into really good college football players. But then you look at the transfer group for this Utah team too. And you just mentioned filling holes too. You look, you bring in a receiver and Emory Simmons, you get your kicker and Cole Becker guys like miles battle an extra addition to the secondary Logan Fano, um, going to be an exceptional pass rusher for this Utah team. When he gets back to full strength, Leavani Damuni coming in at the inside backer position. So you're going to love just- Leavani Damuni, by the way. Oh yeah. guy. I mean, a lot of folks probably recognize the name, mm-hmm. They probably, or at least, are familiar with it, right? He's a, he's a Utah kid out of Ridgeline High School, and, and Utah recruited him a little bit in the the early process. But he was 
he was pretty pretty surefire a Stanford guy, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, we saw him in Salt Lake this year. And while Stanford was terrible, he was a real highlight of that game. Yes. We go back and watch Stanford tape throughout the year. Um, that's a legitimate all-conference Pac-12 type player. And, uh, yeah, he'll, he'll fill in and, and step in seamlessly with this defense. Yeah, going to be a huge addition for this group, just like all these players are in this 2023 recruiting class. We're going to step back and in a moment talk about it a little bit further. But first, I want to talk to you guys about our friends at FanDuel Sportsbook. This year, the only app you need at your Super Bowl party is FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. We're really excited about our new sports betting partner for Locked On because they're the number one sportsbook in America, FanDuel. And if you're new to FanDuel, that's even better. They have so many great features that make betting on sports super easy and fun. You can download FanDuel now so you can Bet Super Bowl 57 with a no-sweat first bet. You'll get up to $3,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. FanDuel lets you bet on everything from the money line to the point spread to who will score a touchdown. The FanDuel Sportsbook app is safe, secure, and super easy to use. Best of all, you can get paid with your winnings instantly. So join FanDuel today at FanDuel.com slash locked on to claim your no-sweat first bet on Super Bowl 57. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment matter more with FanDuel, the official sports partner of the NFL. Also, I want to talk to you guys about a new thing we have exciting going on on the Locked On Network. Locked On is heading to the Senior Bowl. You can get inside analysis from hosts that cover the NFL's next generation in college and find out which NFL draft boards these players will be climbing all on all in one place. Subscribe to Locked On NFL Draft for nightly live shows from the Senior Bowl on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday at 9 p.m. ET, so 7 o'clock here. Make sure you guys head over and check out those shows. All right, Porter, coming back in. We talked a little bit about the duo of Fano. And low move, and you mentioned CJ Blocker too, but there's another guy too when you're looking at the secondary is Smith Snowden, a guy from Utah. I've talked about it a few times on this podcast. One of the things that really excites me about this year's recruiting class is you bring in so much of the top talent in the state is staying in Utah and coming up on the hill to join the Utes. When you talk about getting Hunter, Hunter Clegg away from Stanford, when you talk about Smith Snowden choosing Utah over BYU, Logan Fano, or excuse me, uh, Oh, man, I'm getting all turned around here. So I just forgot. And Spencer Fado I met, as I already talked about Logan earlier. Um, but when you talk about Spencer coming over now, too, from originally schools like Oregon, Clemson, Michigan, all really interested in him. Just keeping the top talent in the state is such a big thing because there is a lot of underrated talent in this state. And I think that's a huge plus for this Utah team is that you get this group of guys, these high-profile players staying in state. And I think it speaks to the future, too, that if you can t- continue to recruit this state at a high level, you can – continue to be amongst the top teams in the Pac-12. Utah's a, a hot spot for, for football. I mean, per capita produces as many NFL players and draft picks as, as anywhere in the country, right? It's California, Florida, Ohio, the coastal states, and Utah. That's where NFL and, and college D1 players come from. Yeah. And it, it, it's really important to hit on uh, a lot of these local guys because, as you mentioned, you can you can really get a foundation of a roster with yeah. just guys around here. Now, to to build a, a real top flight program, you're going to have to to expand your recruiting footprint. But Utah's done such a good job of of kind of picking and choosing where they can do that. Um, and, and obviously, the Pac-12, the 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 Power Five ranks has helped in this last decade. But Utah has deep recruiting uh, ties in Houston, in in Miami. Yeah. Uh, you know, in in places around the Pacific Northwest, and it, it's really paying dividends for for Utah in in this recruiting cycle. Where now, because they're winning Power Five championships, because they're kind of distancing themselves here locally, they're hitting the 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 region 
as hard as they ever have and still getting those recruits to come in from Miami and from Houston and, and from places all around the country. And when that starts to happen and you start to get both and add some talented transfers to the mix, mm-hmm. you're building a really good roster and, and you're building a, a roster that can compete for power five championships year in and year out. And that's why you're going to see it again in, in a year there where Utah has a chance at a third straight. Definitely. And I mentioned it a little bit earlier when talking about Smith Snowden too, but when you pair Smith Snowden with CJ Blocker, I think that's what's going to be really exciting. Look, with Miles Battle coming over, Zamaya Vaughn expected to be cornerback one, JT Broughton still going to be at that other starting corner spot more than likely. We don't know how much exactly we'll see Smith Snowden and CJ Blocker in year one. They will make their ways on the field, I'm sure, at different points. And there will be a moment in Rice Eccles Stadium on a big third down where they're doing the DB thing. They're breaking up some pass and the stands are going nuts. But Long-term, this feels like it has a chance to be an elite shutdown corner duo for this Utah football team because when you talk about Blocker and Snowden, they really do just have everything. We talk about the hips, the ball skills too, the ability to just stick to receivers on the outside. These guys are going to be really impressive. And with what the, the defensive back room is shaping up to, to look like, uh, you're going to see a lot of multi-DB sets, right? You're not just going to see the two corners outside, the two safeties on, on top. No, uh, Morgan Scally. Sharif Shah, those guys are going to uh, put in six defensive back sets, right? There's going to be times where there's a bunch of guys out there on the field because you have the the personnel, you have the speed to throw all those guys out there. And if you combine, JT, that kind of defensive backfield, right? You, you go back to 2019 where you had five, six guys where you could throw out on the edges and basically blanket the outside of the field if you can combine that with a defensive line, like go back to that that roster, like Ifotu, Bradley, and I, mm-hmm. right? That 2019 team, it was top five defense in college football for a reason. And when you combine those two things, things you're able to, to put a bunch of DBs who can come up and play the run. Think of a Cole Bishop and Nate Ritchie, who you're going to get back next year. Those guys kind of blur the lines between linebacker and defensive back. When you can put that kind of speed on the field, and get pressure with four, which is the next question for this Utah defense. Yeah, it, th- that combination is really dangerous, and I think that's that's one of the reasons you should look at this uh, this collection of of defensive backs that are coming in, returning from their mission, and returning from from last year, of course, uh, with with Zamaya Vaughn and 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 Cole Bishop and the guys that are already in that room, uh, making for a really good secondary and, and filling the pieces in front of them is going to be what decides the the ceiling for that Utah defense. Yeah, I love that you brought up Nate Ritchie, a huge guy that this Utah team is getting back, and it's going to be exciting to see what he can do. And one of the exciting things for this incoming class is you have a couple of guys already enrolled early in the – getting some of these early on in the strength, the weight room, working on those things. And eventually they'll be on the field with spring ball. We already mentioned Fano. Mikey Matthews is a guy and we, we mentioned him briefly as well, but I am just really excited for what this guy can do. I think he's going to have a chance to make some plays in his very first year with this team. And I'm, I'm really looking forward to see what he can do on the field. As for some of the other players, look, Caleb Lomo, Hunter Clegg, we discussed, CJ Blocker, John Randall, when you talk about what he can do at the running back position, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Deshaun Stanley can flat out run, too. He's another guy. He just posted one of his track times uh, yesterday. It was extremely impressive. And uh, maybe for one other guy I'll throw in, this class is loaded, so we could talk for an hour about it. But uh, CJ Jacobson coming over from Idaho is another guy that I think is um, really exciting. And I don't expect to hear a lot from him in his first year, but I think next couple of years is when he'll really start to break out and do a lot of things. But are there any other names for you that you feel are worth mentioning when talk about this Utah class that could make an instant impact or does long-term you think are going to Utah fans will be really excited about yeah it's hard to to project a lot of instant impact guys just with how much is returning yeah. for Utah right mm-hmm. I think 
the 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 fellas on the offensive line are, are worth mentioning because Utah is going to have to replace Braden Daniels. You're going to have to replace uh, Paul Miley. Now, I think the, there's bodies in the room already that are probably good candidates for that. Um, but to, to bring in a Caleb Lomu, to bring in the the, the Fano kid, um, it, it just adds I, I, assurance to that offensive line group. Where early on, JT, I'm going to be really interested to see how the old line is is identifying certain things, right? Yeah. Picking up blitz packages because Paul Miley was the architect of all that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, he's 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 not the offensive lineman that jumps off the page, right? He's 6'2", 6'3", 280 pounds, doesn't necessarily bulldoze people down the field like Braden Daniels and, and Keaton Bills do. But what he does is he's kind of the quarterback of that O-line. So him moving to Provo and, and going to BYU is a hole that Utah's going to have to fill physically, but more so pre-snap, more so on, on that side of the ball. And that's where I think the depth, the the different pieces that, that – Jim Harding now has to work with is going to pay dividends because I think it's going to be, uh, while optimistic about it, I think it's going to be a, a project early on in the year to see, you know, how that offensive line comes together. And I think that's where I'm, I'm most excited. I, I, it's kind of a, a football guy answer to go <laughs> offensive line, but I, I think that having those bodies in the room is huge for Utah because around them, right. You're, you're bringing back, Cam Rising, you're bringing back a loaded running back room. Makai Bernard returns, as we've talked about. Some questions outside, but with Brent Keithy back in the fold and, and what I think is a, a, a pretty talented group of, of, of you know, young wide receivers, yep. Bailey, who, who can kind of surface next year, that offensive line is going to, to dictate a lot of, of you know, how this, this offense is, uh, is producing. And yeah, I think some of those young guys are going to have to be big parts of it early. And with depth, we know you don't get through a season with the same offensive line. You're going to have to, you know, work through some yep. injuries. You're going to have to work through a couple different formations and, and, and different uh, five guy sets. And, and that's just the reality of, of that O line. So I'm, I'm excited to see what these, these guys can do and, and how early they can contribute. Yeah, I mean, you look at what last year, Johnny Maia had to come in at center. He did a really good job. Let's go two years ago. How essential was Bam Olaseni to that Utah football team's success in 2021 when they captured their first Pac-12 championship? So always going to be happy to talk trenches here on Locked On Utes because it is such an essential part of the game, and it's one of the reasons Utah has had so much success. We're going to talk a little bit more about the recruiting success Utah has had in terms of what the coaches and Coach Whittingham specifically have done to have this success in a moment. But first, I want to talk to you guys about our friends at Built Bar. If you're looking for a delicious treat but don't want all the fat and calories, then you got to try a Built Bar. We just got through the holidays, and I know my goal is to eat a little healthier this year. If you're like me and you want to eat healthier but don't want to compromise taste, then, man, I've got just the thing for you. You got to try Built with Built Health. Healthy is actually tasty. Seriously, they're so delicious, you won't think they're good for you. They're perfect for your New Year's resolutions. What makes Built Bars so good? Well, for starters, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. That's right, real chocolate. And they come in unbelievably flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, and coconut almond. You guys can head over to your local Sam's Club or Smith's Club to get in on a Built Bar today. Pick up their packages and get in on these awesome flavors. So make sure you guys head over to Built Bar and grab these offers, not, not just online at built.com, but you can also head over to your local Smiths or Snabs Club and get in on this great deal. Also, I want to talk to you guys about our friends at UCCU. UCCU lets you make your family's dreams come true of owning a home by making it affordable. Right now, UCCU is offering a low rate 7 and 10 year arms with rate inflation protected. 
An adjustable rate mortgage or arm for short comes with an initial low rate of 7 to 10 years. After that, it adjusts to a rate that fluctuates based on the market. The big advantage of an arm is that it comes with an initial rate that's lower than a conventional mortgage. And with this low rate, an arm gives you more purchase power than a traditional mortgage. In fact, you can get up to 10% more house with an adjustable rate mortgage for the same payment as conventional loan. Plus, an adjustable rate mortgage can make qualifying for a mortgage loan easier first-time home buyers. To learn more or get an ARM, simply visit uccu.com and select the ARM that works best for you or stop at any UCCU branch. UCCU, love where you bank. Order. Obviously, Utah saw a big recruiting bump after they became back-to-back Pac-12 champions. I think it also helps when you have guys like Clark Phillips III, Dalton Kincaid. You already talked about Jalen Johnson. All these guys who are on the NFL stage and guys who are going to be on the NFL stage and Phillips and Dalton, of course, that are going to be high draft picks. So what does Utah present to you? You can come here, you can win, and they will also develop you and help you reach your goal at the next level. But I do think it's a large testament to this coaching staff too, for as we mentioned, going out and finding these guys. Coach Winningham has done a fantastic job adjusting to the times of what it takes to kind of reach players nowadays, make it a tractable program for them too. And you even mentioned earlier how Utah has recruited some of the top states in terms of high school talent. We got talent coming in from Texas, from California, from Florida. These are some of the hotbeds in probably the three biggest high school football states, honestly, in terms of overall talent. So I do think it's big that this Utah football team has been able to add those states. And it's a huge credit to not just Coach Witt, but the rest of the staff for what they've been able to do. Yeah, and I mentioned earlier it's calculated, right? It's – you're not just going and casting a wide net for guys in California, right? Morgan Scally, uh, Sharif Shah, and Kyle especially have such an eye for specific traits, specific things that are not only going to translate to success in their system, in their schemes, but also produce guys that that can get to the next level, right? Um, I I go back to recruiting stories that kind of jump off the page to me uh, Stevenson Sylvester, he was recruited when Kyle Whittingham went to a club basketball game and saw the way that Sly was able to move laterally with, with his size and the way you know he was able to explode and, and anticipate things uh, defensively on a basketball court that could translate to him being a linebacker. Um, same story with Julian Blackman out of Layton High School, who missed most of his high school football career due to injuries, but when they saw him go and, and play at the at the high school basketball level, there's traits that he has that are undeniable, right? And it's not just on the on the basketball court. It's uh, you know identifying things that may not stand out on the highlight, your your huddle reel, but but Morgan and, and Sharif and, and Kyle and, and this recruiting staff are really good at identifying, right? I, I guess you can call them diamonds in the rough. Yeah, because there are so many good players coming out of Florida, coming out of Texas and California that their names aren't as big as some of the guys that we see in Utah here or locally. We don't hear their name. We don't see them on TV with Jeremiah and Dave Fox every weekend. So maybe you don't hear their names. Right. But you mentioned this this recruiting class that Utah has coming in and uh, John Randall Jr. Um, You mentioned John Stanley, uh, Michael Mitchell. Um, you go down this list of, of guys who are four-star, three-star, high-end, three-star recruits that maybe don't have as many offers. Maybe you know they don't have 10,000 Instagram followers tuning into their live stream of their announcement, but they're going to turn into all-conference type players uh, under the development of, of Kyle and his staff because they have those traits that are, are going to trans, translate uh, to, to what Kyle and, and this 
this staff want to do. So I think that's that's really a testament to how good they are at, at finding guys early as well, right? Because when they get in early on, mm-hmm. on some of these guys that are maybe a little more unheralded, it sticks with them. It sticks with those kids. It sticks with the parents. It sticks with the 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 coaches that are on those high school teams that are trying to also build relationships, right? That's at the end of the day, that's as much uh, about recruiting or recruiting has to as much yeah. to do with that as it does anything. Yes. NL and NIL in this new space has brought mm-hmm. different elements to yeah. recruiting, but it's still mostly about relationships and Utah's really good at identifying those things early and getting in early. And then you start to see other schools. Once Utah offers or gets in on a guy, then it's like, Oh, Washington, all these other schools on the yeah. West will start offering because they know what Utah mm-hmm. does and they know what Utah identifies and they want in on it. And, and that's a real thing. If you go and watch and, and kind of analyze some of these recruits, you'll see Utah offer. And then all of a sudden a bunch of other schools will yeah. start doing the same thing. And uh, yeah, it's, it's again, partly in, in thanks to their track record of uh, identifying those, those guys that fly a little under the radar. They're like the trendsetter. They're the ones that wear the new outfit and then everyone at high school is like, well, I got to wear that now. Or they say what's cool. And everyone else is like, Hey, that's cool. Yeah, <laughs> so it works I mean, out well, works it, out well it, for this group. What were you saying, Porter? It's kind of Utah's identity, right? Is yeah. a team that was the original BCS busters. They had to kind of mm-hmm. find an avenue that didn't involve getting the best recruits, the best coaches, the best everything. Right. So that's, it's kind of just sticking to the MO of, of Utah football, everything Kyle's built from uh, early 2000s on. I think one of my favorite things you mentioned during those stories too is Steven Sylvester, Julian Blackman, multi-sport athletes. I think you see a lot of people now will be like, oh, well, he's just going to be a football player, so let's just play football. But there are so many other assets and things you can gain from playing those other sports, whether that's doing track. We already mentioned Stanley. Some of these guys, the elite basketball players, they are too. I really think it is important for guys to play multiple sports in high school, and it gives them a lot of different experiences, not just with their teammates, but can help them grow and develop and just gives them opportunities to show off their other skills too. Yeah. Think of Britton Covey, a guy who locally, yeah, he was really fun to watch in high school, right? You go back and watch his his high school tape, and it's fun. But yep. he didn't get a lot of offers. He didn't get a lot of heat out of big-time big, big time schools. It was Utah. And even BYU, a school that he grew up in the shadow of, was like, you're not, you're not going to be the next great quarterback, so we're not going to take you, right? Mm-hmm. But Utah was like, yeah, he's not going to be our quarterback. Look what else he can do. Right. Mm-hmm. And turned that into not only a, a kid who contributed to, to multiple Pac-12 title runs, but now a guy who's playing at the next level, yeah. who has no business playing at the next level based <laughs> on the, the recruit we saw coming the out of the Super Bowl. Yeah. Yeah. Phenomenal stuff for Covey. And as you mentioned, too, it's just something that helps out a lot for these guys playing multiple sports. Porter, if people want to get more Utah football talk or just in general sports talk for Utah, where should they head over to? Yeah, ESPN 700 daily. Obviously, Bill's in the mornings, in the in the middays, 11 to 2. Spence and I from uh, 2 to 6, usually uh, online, wherever you get your podcast. And then uh, most of our stuff, most of my coverage at least, is, is on Twitter at Larson underscore ESPN. Right? You got it right there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For those of you guys listening, you heard him say him. Also, if you guys are in the market for a second listen every day, make sure you guys check out Locked On College Basketball. Isaac Shade and Andy Patton bring you everything you need to know on and off the court. Plus, you can hear from big name experts, coaches, and players throughout the basketball landscape. Locked On College Basketball available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcast. Big thanks to Porter Larson once again for joining us. That's going to do it for this edition of Locked On Utes, but we'll see you tomorrow.